Welcome to Halakha of the Harvest with Pardes faculty member, Rabbi Dr. Levy Cooper, a Pardes North America podcast series that explores the peculiarities of fruits and vegetables in Jewish law. From eggplants to capers, forbidden fruits and passion fruits, Levy sinks his teeth into the delicious stories and legal perspectives of rabbinic tradition. And now, here is the Magid of Melbourne, Levy Cooper. Bateavon. This is Levy Cooper coming to you from Tsur Hadassah. Here in Tsur Hadassah, in my shul, we decided that we would like to focus on the laws of fruit and vegetables because we felt that that would bring us a little bit more in touch with the land, which is particularly important in this year, the year of Shemitah, the sabbatical year. Now, there are many aspects to the sabbatical year. Uh, For instance, there are agricultural aspects, what you're allowed to do in the field, what's, what's forbidden. Those laws also apply in a person's private garden or in public gardens, public parks. And there's another aspect of Shemitah, which is the social aspect, where at the end of the year of Shemitah, debts are wiped out. And there are other angles as well. One of those angles of Shemitah is being a little bit more sensitive to our place in the world, the Almighty's presence, and the general nature that we see and feel and experience around us. So with that in mind, we decided that we'll try to focus this year on some of the laws of fruit and vegetables. Now, a couple of weeks ago, one of the people in my shul, a gentleman who's originally from Amsterdam, mentioned to me about a certain custom that is practiced in Amsterdam. I didn't, wasn't familiar with the custom. I listened and thought, very interesting. And the gentleman said to me that it's in the book that collates the customs of Amsterdam. I have to admit, I didn't know there was such a book. Yes, said the gentleman, there is. And he promptly brought the book around to my house so that I could peruse the contents. And in this book, there is an entire section on Inyanei Achila, matters of eating, kashrut. Kashrut's questions. What were the kashrut issues in Amsterdam? So if you look in that section, there's a lot of discussion about meat and chicken. There's some a small discussion about bread and milk and even wine. But in the entire book, there is not one word about the kashrut of fruit and vegetables. Now, I'm certain that in Amsterdam, the Jews of Amsterdam ate fruit and vegetables. 
And there are various laws that apply to fruit and vegetables outside of the land of Israel. The blessing we recite before eating, the blessing we recite afterwards. Or la, the fact that you're not allowed to eat the fruit of a tree in the first three years. Kilaim, that you're not allowed to plant two different types of trees in one in close proximity. Nevertheless, it seems that Jews of Amsterdam, and perhaps more generally, the Jews of the diaspora, were less sensitive to the laws of fruit and vegetables. And here in Israel, and we're particularly sensitive because there are extra laws associated with growing fruit and vegetables in this land. And with the return of Jews in large numbers to the Holy Land, to the Promised Land, so certainly we are once again looking at these laws. So when we're discussing fruit and vegetables, it's a good idea in order to understand where it all begins to go back to the first appearance of fruit and vegetables in our tradition. So what is the first fruit that is mentioned in the Bible? On the third day of creation, the verse says, Etz pri ose pri lemino asher zaro bo al haaretz. The fruit-bearing trees are mentioned. So we have a mention of fruit-bearing trees and that the fact that the trees produce fruit. And then in the few verses later, there is even permission given to eat fruit. You can eat all fruit. And even in the Garden of Eden, Adam was permitted to eat mikol et hagan achol tochel. He was allowed to eat from every fruit in the Garden of Eden. That is, except for one. Adam was instructed not to eat from the fruit of knowledge of good and evil. From the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now, I'm sure, my dear listeners, you're familiar with the story, the story of Adam v'chava and how they did actually eat from that tree. What exactly did they eat? The Bible says that it's a fruit, but it doesn't say which fruit. It just uses a general description to describe the tree. Tov ha'etz l'ma'achal. The tree is good for food. V'chit ha'avahu le'enayim, and it looks attractive. V'nechmad ha'etz skill. And it will add some type of knowledge. But what's the fruit? doesn't say. In the 16th century, Michelangelo, painting the roof of the Sistine Chapel, 
painted, as I'm sure you know, an apple. Now the truth is, Michelangelo didn't make that up. Throughout Western Europe, it was thought that the fruit of the forbidden tree was an apple. And that's based on a play on the words. Malum in Latin means bad, evil. Etada tovera, the tree of knowledge of good and bad, was translated in the Vulgate. The Latin translation of the Bible was translated as boni et mali, good and evil. But that same word, malum, in Greek means apple. So using the apple for the etzadat tov vara, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, was actually a very clever play on words. Alas, that is not our tradition, because our tradition doesn't come not from Latin nor from Greek. And if so, what, according to our tradition, was the fruit that was eaten in the Garden of Eden? You won't be surprised to hear, my friends, that it's a machloket. It's a dispute. And we have four different opinions that our sages offer. According to one opinion, it is an etrog, the fruit we take as part of the four species on Sukkot. Another opinion, that it is was wheat, chita. A third opinion, anavim, grapes. And a fourth opinion, te'ena, figs. And if you take those four opinions, the word hada'at, it's hada'at, the tree of knowledge, hada'at is actually an acronym for those four opinions. Hey, hadar, referring to the etrog, pre-etz hadar, dalad, dagan, grain, referring to the wheat, ayin, anavim, and taf, te'ena. There are other opinions. There are some opinions who have suggested that the Eitz Hadar Tovara was a pomegranate or a grapefruit or perhaps mushrooms or maybe even a banana or maybe a tamarind tree. Perhaps we'll talk about them at another opportunity. But this leaves us with a little question. Why doesn't the Bible mention the name of the fruit? Well, to answer that question, my friends, you'll have to come back next time. That's all for now. To the Beat Midrash! Thank you again for downloading this special podcast, Halakha of the Harvest, a production of Pardes North America. If you liked what you just heard, please give us a five-star review wherever you download your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Spotify for all the episodes of A Shot of Torah with Rabbi Dr. Levy Cooper. Thanks for listening.